Oh, hey. There we go. Yes, excellent. Okay. I am here. Um, So, what today's topic, we're going to talk about um, nerdy men. What are some of the things that nerdy men should um, do? Wait, wait, wait. You've introduced yourself, though. Let me introduce myself. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I got to go up to my room. My roommates are watching TV. They're watching TV. I I should be the one to leave because. Let's both ourselves, okay? Because maybe people don't. Okay, you go. You go first, then. I'll make it. I'll make it sweet and simple. Hey, it's me, George. Um, I'm here today to talk about how nerdy men got to keep themselves protected from uh, emotional manipulation. And this is my friend. Uh, take it away, Seth. I'm I'm Seth. Uh, so George and I met in college. We're you're 39 right now, right? 38, but I'll be 39 in a couple of months. Oh, okay. So he's 38. I am 40. Uh, we met in school, uh, and we hung out at what? What would you call? Was it? It wasn't the D and D. Well, maybe it was. Was it the D and D table? It was a D and D nerd table. We used to hang like out that there section. A lot. Yeah, yeah. We hung out and yeah. Um. We actually made a sick joke. I forget. Oh. Uh, well, I think it was both of our creation. Yeah. We just kind of stumbled upon it. Um, God. We were talking it- about sex as young men do. Yeah. And uh, I think did some special needs people walk by or? Uh, it was some joke that was offensive about either deaf people or special needs people. I was about special needs. Uh, yeah. We were talking about that goading them into sex by offering them a cookie, which. Yes, yes. I... To me now isn't as funny kind of as it was then. Um, it was really a fun joke. It was the reaction from the self righteous people, which was hilarious. Yeah. It was a shock also. I feel like at that at that time, what was it? This was like was it was uh, what was it? it was shortly after September 11th, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at that time, I think it wasn't as offensive as it would be considered now. Well, yeah, now because all the kids are. Like live in little echo chambers on the internet or hyper offended by everything. I think this age yeah. is slowly coming to an end. The hyper offended age. Because, you know, COVID and a crashed economy kind of made these kids shit themselves and realize. What I the world think is. it's going to hang on because like so the very the boomers will die off. Right. But the, the hyper offensive, uh, the hyper offended um, culture. Yeah. Well, I I feel like we'll um cling on and like hang in hang on until they until the people who are like super offended by everything. Well, cuz I know what do they do they call them zoomers? What do they call zoomers or Gen Z kids? They'll be replaced oh. by generation alpha, which are the next generation of kids. But Okay. That would so be crazy. Zoomers, Zoomers are the ones graduating high school right now. Yeah, and they're going to college right now, or they're going to trade school because a lot of them don't want to go to college. Yeah, which is wise. 
Yeah, I get it. Um, College is a and I wish when I was a kid, I wish when I was a kid, they preached about, um, there was trade a little school. more info about trade schools. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like all my parents ever told me and teachers and other adults told me is, you need to go to college. You're going to go right. far if you go to, but you didn't go to college and you're making a decent, you know, living. Right. Yeah. Right. But that was then. They were brainwashed. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't fault them for it. I mean, I wish my parents had have done a little more. Uh, what, what am I? I'm not looking for a term in particular. I'm just looking for the best way to put it. I want to say hands-on parenting. But maybe research, just plain old research, uh, would be yeah. wise. Um, I feel like my parents didn't know what the hell to do with me. And that was part of the reason they pushed college on me so hard was yeah. like, well, we're having a hard time figuring out what you're going to do and be so good you at it. So yeah. we'll give you to these people that'll charge you money for it. <laughs> right, right. Um, um but yeah, so, yeah, and ever we've been friends and we've had our ups and downs like like any lasting friendship has ever ha has had, you know. That's true. It's any true. relationship, the, period. It's amazing the fortitude we've had as friends because it's been like a long time where we were like, you know, frenemies, friends, frenemies, friends. Yet it's again. coming on 20 years now, isn't it? Yeah, we should have a 20 year uh, anniversary. Get drunk. It'd be just you and me. <laughs> I know. Uh, we might get some people to come if we That'd were like, crazy. "Hey, we're not going to be able to drink this whole thirty pack." Right. <laughs> That's probably the only you reason know, they'll come. Is like they got free booze, free food. But that that brings us to our subject, right? Yeah. Being taken advantage of by your so-called friends. Oh yes, and that's what I I really think young nerdy guys need to learn. Like I. Because I've been put through the ringer and you've been put through the ringer. And so I think we need to talk to like for men's health, okay, to keep them kind of protected and see the games people. Yeah. Going on. Stay yeah. woke, Kings. Stay you woke. Know? Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about one. Number one, the friend that keeps you around because you're basically uh, like a fashion item. Like either you're funny or you're well dressed or you have the right you're in a band or something. They're only and friends this, with you basically to drop names. This happens it happens to nerds especially. Yeah. If you're not like a full blown nerd, you're kinda of social and you're funny. Yeah. They will they definitely you'll find these fake friends in college and high school who just want to know you basically to keep you around as a fashionable item. You know yeah, I mean? uh, be uh, I'd say be like especially leery of the cool kids. Yeah, the popular the kids, kids. Because if you have never been popular before, it feels good to hang out with the popular kids. It's because addictive. it. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. Let's see. It's uh, what is it? It feels like you are actually popular. Right. When in fact they they you're there for because you're funny or you're quirky 
but many jokes are told at your expense, you know, that aren't even right. your jokes. You just say something funny and they laugh behind and then your back. As soon as you stop being entertaining, um, they disappear. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As, as soon when... as you have some type of problem, right. um, they manage. or some, yeah. As soon as you're not up to their standards, yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel you on that. Another point I think would be um, don't if you're getting invited to parties for these reasons and stuff, don't be the one that pays for a bunch of stuff either. Right, right. They're because they're because they'll try to sucker yeah. you into buying all their liquor or all their food, and they won't they yeah. won't pay a penny, you know. But they they, <laughs> they drink and they wine and dine at your expense. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's another one? Yeah, you're kind of just basically kept around as like the court jester for them. There's someone yeah. they can make themselves look cool while they laugh at look at this fucking nerd over here. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here, topic number we covered that pretty well. Um Although you know what I noticed when you start roasting those guys who invite you over and they're like like being passive aggressive and laughing at your back, they don't like it when you get them good. You know what I mean? When you make yeah, them look but... really dumb, like and you and everyone's laughing at them, that that really gets them butt hurt. You know what I mean? One thing I think is like that is also a way to maintain your popularity, right? Too is because right. maybe. The one person you poked fun at or whatever, yeah, it's his place. He might kick you out of that party, but other right. people will be like, oh, well, you know, no one ever makes fun of that guy or whatever, and he is a total yeah. dick. So, so he deserves come to, to my roasted. Yeah. yeah, come to my party. And then you might turn around and roast that person, which is, you know, right. a calculate a risk they're probably willing to take, but Right, or right. they might be less sensitive. They themselves might be less sensitive to the roasting. You right, never right. know. They might keep you um, kind of like the professional roaster to keep their other douchebag friends in line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, because yeah. so I have I have met people that uh, hang out in the popular crowd, um, but they like you know they're not douchebags. They're right. actually they may be popular and like trendy or whatever. But they're actually pretty nice, pretty genuine people. Pretty stuff, decently you know? genuine people, yeah. <laughs> they're just into that scene, whatever it may be. Oh. All right, topic number two. Um, the emotional tampon. And I'm starting oh. to make a, a fucking no prisoners policy. I take no prisoners anymore with the emotional tampons. Or so e this emotional one... tampon users. Seth, what do you what do you how do you feel tampon? I just like they're I'm sure Are we so thing. we're talking about kind of the female version of those people that take advantage of uh, nerds and people who yeah. you know like people who are funny or maybe yeah. are willing to buy out you know right spend they, they, some money to gain popularity or something they trauma dump frequently <laughs> on the nerdy guys and all nerdy girls too. And they always try to make people feel sorry for them. Like, oh, you know, 
when they were 12, they were sexually abused by their creepy uncle and a clown. And life is so hard. And this one boy keeps cheating on me. He treats me bad. And boo-hoo-hoo, my life is hard. And they'll, they'll pull that shit even in the middle of a party. I'm sorry. I mean, I understand. Some, if, oh, if yeah. Some of these, I know. If, if some of these issues are real, like if, if they were literally like sexually assaulted. Okay. It's not the place to bring that up in a party. I think you need therapy. You know what I mean? And maybe to contact Yeah. Police. You know what I mean? Like, we're, well, it's the wrong late. place to bring it up at a party or at a big public event because people want to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I think these people are these people are very attention-seeking. Yeah. And they get not- jealous, like, oh, you guys are having too much fun. Let me make this about me. Right. And this make it uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> Let me dampen the shit down a little. Let me dampen the da- light down a little bit for everybody, you know? Um, yeah. I do think it's a way to get attention. Because, like, everyone likes attention except for extremely autistic introverts. But, like, your average kind of extroverted person likes attention. Positive attention is through singing, dancing, joke cracking, you know, doing some types of stunts. You know, maybe a little bit of a drinking contest. You know, I mean, and I hate to, I'm not advocating stupid shit, but people kind of like to be entertained, you know, juggling, fire breathing, right? That's like how people get people telling hilarious fucking stories. That's all a great way for positive attention seeking. But negative attention seeking is this woe is me bullshit. Trauma dumping. You know, so, and from, from what you're saying though, is like, these people who like are seeking negative attention and yeah. tend to yeah. like if people are because there's a lot of people if they see people having a good time like someone's cracking jokes everybody's laughing and yeah. like the jokes yeah. are about clowns or something and then right. all of a sudden I was raped by clowns. clowns I was like, raped by um, clowns yeah you know and you're like oh fuck it's a big guilt trip basically you know yeah yeah, yeah. well so but from what you're saying like. I think a lot of people who were traumatized and stuff uh, right. in the past, a lot of trauma, they can't really differentiate between the negative and the positive attention. Okay, like fair to enough. them, it's just attention. Right. But right. again, also, like, even though they can't tell the difference, it's, uh, they also can't let other people be happy like and that's right. not fair like yes i'm not happy yeah yes your feelings are valid yes you deserve to be heard but this is the wrong setting and exactly also you know you shouldn't be trying to kill people's good time just because you've had a bad time right you know what like, i mean you feel so that so bad and you feel so traumatized. The party's the wrong environment for you. And people are going to act like jack- jackasses because it's kind of a natural reaction against guilt tripping. Like when they feel like they're going to be guilt tripping, they're going to just try to take the guilt trip and turn it into a big joke. Now, that's not always appropriate, but I kind of understand. OK, and it's a bit offensive. I get it. But it's a natural reaction to constantly getting fucking guilt tripped by manipulative parents. You know what I mean? So don't surpri- don't be surprised if you start to be get ridiculed by the professional roaster when you start pulling that kind of shit at a big party. People are drinking, having a good time at a bar. Everyone's laughing at a comedy club. 
when people are all laughing about something and you have to be the one that's all offended, man, get the fuck out of here. You know, you voluntarily yes. walked into the comedy club. You know, you set foot. No one forced you in there. You know, you can leave. If it's offensive, just go. Go outside. You're like, maybe I can't handle the skit right now. I'm sorry, guys. I don't want to ruin it for you. I'm going to be outside. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, some people have claustrophobia. And if there's, like, some kind of, like, you know, Halloween haunted horror place and has, like, crazy claustrophobia-like walls, I can understand they'd say, hey, guys, I've got bad claustrophobia. I don't want to go inside. You know what I mean? And that's not guilt-tripping. That's perfectly, that's, like, setting up some healthy boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about trauma dumping. And we talked, okay, and so a lot of these girls will pull this shit on nerds, and then the nerds will start enabling them, you know, like, oh, that's so sad. Oh, do you want to cry on my shoulder? Oh, I feel so bad for you. And I think they're literally testing the waters of how gullible is this guy, and how can I fucking, you know, how can I manipulate him? You know what I mean? Well, also, they enjoy the attention, too. They like you know, it. for sure. Right. And those dudes who do that, the, the, the coddling and the fucking oh, snuggity woogities and I'm so sorry for you. Those guys are the emotional tampon because the girl yes. will cry her heart out on them. And then when she no longer needs them and they're talking about a problem, they're like, yeah, whatever. That's not my fucking problem. Get out of here. You know, they'll just, just throw them away like garbage, you know? So, so, and I think the only way to like, there's a, fi there's a fine line between like, you're my friend and you're an emotional, like, between being an emotional tampon and being right. a friend, you right. know, right. there's a right. fine line and younger guys don't know to be like, like, I, like you were saying, you've adopted a zero tolerance policy. I right. also have adopted a policy that unless I'm in a relationship with a female, right. there's certain things I just will tell her, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not your therapist. Basically, Listen, sweetie, I'm only getting paid minimum wage for doing, and you want me to do a fifteen an hour dollar an hour job? No, you right. know, right, right, right. It's totally and it's inappropriate because where you at want this to point, I'm going to go take a shit on the clock. You know, right. Where you want a trauma dump is like when you're married to somebody, because then your husband and your wife are like, "Oh, you poor baby," poor or you've been in like a long relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you really know the person well, but you gotta it's it's gotta go both ways. Like you gotta the person, but you also have to hear the person when they have a hard time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And that's I feel like that's completely unfair. And that person isn't even your friend if if they do something like that to you, where right. you They're start complaining you. about something and they don't have the time of day. You know, right. oh I gotta Go do this or go do that. Yeah, it's not you know? that bad. I mean, I have it worse. I was molested by six clowns. You know, I mean, whatever, whatever type of pissing contest out of tragedy people make it out. So that, that, that's another that's another thing that ties in with this point is right. And it's strange to me that fem that females do this because um, men are more known as the competitive. You know, you know the competitive sex. We don't hang out with the kind of men who do this, but actually there are men who do. Just to be 100% fair, 
there are guys. No, there is. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that do it too. They're either like yeah. the bad boy with all the tattoos on his face and shit, or they're like the artistic emo guy, and they pull the fucking sad sob story of how their their mommy, you know, like slapped them in the face when they were three and threw off or something, and yeah, so they manipulate all the dumb girls, you know, or all the well, the nerdy girls basically, so they could basically mooch off of and kind of use them as like you know. Uh, a cum dumpster and also like a, a bag, you know, an emotional tampon, you know? So yeah. there are, we're just not friends with those guys because we see them as the dishonorable douchebags that they are, you know, but women yeah. and young women are easily manipulated in that shit, you know? Yeah, no, oh and it, it happens I get, it happens amongst everybody, but let's say someone starts complaining right, and you try to sympathize with them by telling them about a similar experience, and they take that as a challenge, like yeah, they've got to one up you and talk about, well, my trauma was way worse because right, right, oh, he God. pulled out a twelve-inch uh, fucking chainsaw cock, right? I plowed my tight virgin asshole, you know? Yeah, no, um, I, I. <laughs> My God, sometimes it's like a competition among these drama queens, you know? Um, yeah. And you know what? I hope people don't take what I'm saying or you are saying out of context. People who have actually been, like, traumatized in some way in real life, please. I'm not saying not complain about it, but try to do it in private or try to go see a psychotherapist or a psychologist or something. Yes, this is um, what a psychologist, this is what they're for. Right. This is why they get paid. Right. Is because right. in like, all actuality, like dealing dealing with someone's trauma, I mean, you're not just listening to it; you're also processing it. And depending on how empathetic you are, you're feeling it to a degree. Right, and that's um, the thing that become where they really kind of turn into like psychic vampires, or emotional vampires. They're draining; they're literally draining you of your goodwill and happiness for the day. So they can just kind of vent and feel better, you know, and they do it on yeah. sometimes un, unannounced, you know what I mean? And it's just not fair, really. Um, if they actually yeah. cared about you as a friend, they would also care about like the way you feel, you know, and not just always use you as, yeah, like an emotional. So example. this is, I feel like this is, this might be one of the reasons because I, I think social media overall yeah. now granted it has nothing to do with my livelihood or anything i might be singing a different tune if i was making a bunch of money off of it or something but i think social media is evil overall is an evil device and it basically is helping people it's furthering people's depression it, it, it's furthering yeah. their anxiety well and it um, enables that toxic behavior too um, it but enables that. The one of thing I think it's kind of good for is people can maybe not necessarily post about it, but if someone were to like message somebody about their trauma, yeah, um, they're getting it off their chest while the other person doesn't even really have to listen, have to read it. They can just right. kind of basically, and I hope you feel better. After you know, fact, and the person doesn't know whether you read it or not, and the person actually might feel better just simply by you know, by typing it out, uh, quote unquote, voicing it, right? Um, 
might make the person feel better yeah. um, just for doing that, regardless of whether the other person is listening. True, you know? True. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I think, like, sometimes those conversations are really best in private with a close friend or family member, you know, or like a psychologist or something. That's the only time when stuff like that, like, like, for example, vulgar, crass, crazy, offensive jokes are no good at work and they'll get you fired. I learned that the hard way. But, you know, I learned that if you go like Saturday night comedy club, you can get away with some pretty raunchy jokes, you know. And if, if it's pretty, you you can flirt the line between offensive and, and tasteless right there at the comedy club. It depends no, on no. where it is, where the club yeah. is, to True. be honest. Like, I feel uh, like the more ghetto if you're close down, to If you're close to a college, you're yeah. not going to be able to get away with very many uh, huh. jokes about stuff like, I mean, it depends on how you do them, but also like college kids get offended at everything. Because they're, yeah, they're basically, these were the latchkey kids. No, these were the kids who were from the helicopter parents. So, like, and they basically at home, it's normal for their parents to correct everything they say. They say a cuss word, they get corrected. They say something slightly offensive, they get corrected. So they basically just kind of imitate the parents of their stupid, they they imitate the behavior of the 